Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, uh, we are back talking about new metal, talking about a record that has been recommended quite a bit, www.pitshifter.com by Pitshifter. We're talking all about that. As uh, we record this, the live show has happened. As we record this, we have not actually experienced it in real life, so we assume it went incredible. Thank you, everyone who came, and we will certainly talk about it in depth once uh, we record an episode after the event. (laughs) Was that too convoluted, Jenny? No, 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 no. I think that's And then you'll enter a wormhole (laughs) and a time sink. Indeed. Um, so we got to talk about a few things. First, we got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? You know, every day we wake up, we get out of bed, and we check our mentions, we check our emails to see if someone has sent us another list of new metal albums. <laughs> and once again, I woke up, and there it was. Uh, Josh Toomey sent it my way, a couple other people, not as many people as I thought, uh, but over at Loudwire, they have the top 50 new metal albums of all time. This list is a little wild. This list is, um, a little crazy. Um, we'll just scroll through and Jenny, I guess if you want to right away, so right away, number 50, Crazy Town, The Gift of Game. Yeah. Well, if you're going to put it on a list. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. The coveted 50 spot. I don't think that we're any longer in a position to look at a list that would be handed to a civilian (laughs) new metal (laughs) listener. Uh, Ours, I mean, ours would obviously be very different, but people would be like, what is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. What is that? That Um, didn't sell 7 million copies. Look, we're too good for Loudwire's list, okay? (laughs) I'm reverting back to being a total elitist dickhead, but now it's about new metal. Uh, It was eventually going to happen, Jenny. I know, I know. You Uh, know, my main point of contention on this list, I'm just going to jump right to it. 19, Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause. Gross. Uh, yeah, I mean, my um, this list is, yeah, so just running through it, I mean, it's 50 albums. I'll just point out some of the ones that were surprising to me. So Static X Machine at 49. Our boys in Primer 55, the new release, Toomey's Boys, they rolled in at 46. Um, we got some Saliva, some Power Man, Spineshank, Kitty. Um, Corn is all over this thing. Untouchables is on this list. We have not done that yet. Yeah. Oh, Mushroom Head, X-I-I-I. Congrats. <sighs> telling you. Um, I love happy. that you, you are dedicated to XIII. I am never going to pronounce that album title correctly. Um, Drowning Pool. So this is the funny thing. Drowning Pool shows up. 34. I said, okay, sure. 33. Stained Dysfunction. It's like, you bring me up, Loudwire, and then you take me down. Stained? Yeah. Uh. And then, oh, here, ready for this one. 32, Soulfly by Soulfly. Classic record in the canon. So many monster tracks on it. 31, Seven Dust self-titled. 30, this is my big one. Disturbed 10,000 Fists. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? We haven't done that one yet. We did that one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's how good it was. 
That's, That's on one. me. I, have we done uh, Slipknot Volume Three? No. Subliminal verses. No, we've no, not we done that. Okay. No. I was some of these. I'm like, we haven't done that. And then I looked it up, and I was like, well, it appears that I've clicked all of these links. So yes, we have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate Starfish is at twenty four. Uh, Three dollar bill at twenty two. So that one a nod to you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Papa Roach Infest at twenty. Ugh. Roots at eighteen. Around the fur at seventeen. This was surprising. System of a Down Mesmerize at sixteen. What? Yeah. Corn issues at fifteen. Significant other at fourteen. The aforementioned Slipknot Volume Three, the Subliminal Verses at thirteen. Guys, we haven't done a Slipknot record in a while. In a it long has, time. It has been a while since we uh yeah. saw the dusty plains of Iowa. It's true. Uh, 12 Incubus Make Yourself, 11 Evanescence Fallen. Get the fuck out of here. This list okay. is not my list. Here's the top 10. The Sickness, Follow the Leader, Self-Titled System of a Down, Self-Titled Slipknot, Linkin Park Meteora, White Pony, Iowa, Hybrid Theory, Toxicity and coming in at number one, you fucking know what they did. Of course, you know first corn record. Yeah, and let me just read. I did. They, all these have little blurbs. I'll just read this one. There was no way this album wasn't going to be on the list. Shots fired, Loudwire. Shots fired. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, who sent us another. If it's new a listener who made that list, that would be hilarious. <laughs> It'd be well. Let me see. Uh, I believe. Let's see if there is. A name attached to this. Joshua Toomey. The, oh, Ray Lemeshow Barushian. Haven't seen them. They are, let's see. This He also did a list of the best emo song of every year since 1998. Oh, those are his two albums. Two, he's done two. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a woman. Ray is a, a lady. Ray is a lady. I stand correct. Oh, sorry, Ray. All right. Uh, I would be, I would love to, every time we read these and we have like a hot take about it, I'm so curious about like what the point of view of the person who has like put this together, like where are they coming from? Right. Because. What's the POV on this? Right. Because how many, I mean, forever, I think even after this show like sinks into the sea. It's like an Atlantis of podcasts. <laughs> People will be asking us, how could you not put the first corn in? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have a reason for that. We have like our POV right. on it. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious about the uh, the thought about these lists. I always just feel like, are these people, like I just sit them down and say, have you listened to the first corn album front to back multiple times? That's all I'm going to ask. And I'm or, sure there's not. Or do you just play shoots and ladders and, and blind. blind? Yeah. And need to. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you for sending us that list. We also got to talk about our feedback from our episode. It, it was our, our finishing up compilation month. We did straight up a tribute to Lynn Strait. We had some feedback on that episode over on Facebook. Duke Cannon said, ooh, shit. Here we go. This album, I should have loved. I always enjoyed Snot and damn near every frontman on this album, but after I was done with it, I felt 
nothing. The songs feel rushed and like any sort of real feeling. Angel Sun is the exception here, but everything else I didn't feel the slightest bit real. I'm really happy y'all are doing this one so we can get it out of the way. Whoa. Wow. Hot take. Jeez. We Hot had take. a different experience. Hot we take. did. Only... All right. Shane Hefley says, I know it's not a great song and Mark is a walking dew stick with hair gel, <laughs> but that reaching out hook is catchy as fuck. Obviously, none of the songs were any of the artist's best work, but the collaboration is phenomenal and deserves the monopoly treatment. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go directly into the canon. There it is. I like that you get to go in the canon. You do not get any money, though. <laughs> right. Which is I accurate. Mean, there is no monetary value to being inducted into the new I think canon. we all know there's no money in the canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're not getting paid. No. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Nick Fenton said, very happy with this episode, uh, with how this episode turned out. Angel Sun is one of the best examples of how new metal can do a slower, heart- heartfelt song properly. So the next month you guys do has to be a soundtracks month. Hmm. Okay. We have a couple things in the hopper. Uh, we got we've, a couple ideas, yeah. We, yeah. We have not landed on one yet. No. There's been a little back and forth where we're not really sure if that's the one we want to do next. So because we know it's a month. And sometimes those months... I mean, here's as we said, we did Loud Rocks. We were so worried. We're like, what does this <laughs> month have in store? Are we going to make it out? Month thank God for time. straight up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, you know, Mike, I'd like you to tell me how to pronounce your last name here. It looks like Haverluck to me. Let me know. Am I close? Uh, I know this is blasphemy for the show, but as much as I love this album and still own the limited edition, that Fred Durst track is hot garbage. <laughs> Only Fred at his height could turn a tribute track into a self-hype song. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you about that, not, Mike. When you open a tribute song with Limp Biscuit, Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a little bit missing the mark, but what are you going to do? Uh, Timothy Chan Henderson said, I was really glad to see you guys recovering this comp. I had it growing up, and it was so much fun to revisit it with y'all. I will say I was really digging the vibes of that song with Jared on it. Can't wait until you guys cover Orgy's Vapor Transmission. Santa Claus emoji with a thumbs up. All right. Daniel Terry says, just want to clear up something. The disturbed guy and five finger death punch guy can't hold a candle to the creepiness that is the incubus guy. And that is the. Uh, oh, yeah. The I'm getting like Burt Reynolds vibes a little bit. Yeah, he has a name, right? It's like Chuck or something. I, something, I mean, right now I'm sticking with incubus guy. Cause where, I is, cannot remember. where is Tim K when you need Tim him? K when it, right now, Tim K is yelling. It's this. And I know yeah. I could Google it. But I'm not going to. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, over on Twitter, uh, Luis Mercado said, Ghost Lynn Strait is what the come down needed. Too true. All right. Bikes and Beers says, Has anyone recommended Finger Eleven, the grayest of blue skies? The video for Drag You Down is dripping with new metal, jinkos, spiked hair, wallet chains, etc. Great album, though. I like that, though, in there. Great album, though. No. I mean, these are all big selling points. Um, I believe it's been recommended a few times, so I feel like down the line we'll get around to that one. Um, uh, Cardi D at Darren Watkins 4L. Um, have you guys considered doing a newer album like Headspace by Issues? It came out in 2016, but new metal AF. Hmm. I mean, you know, you whenever you dip your toes into something current, something new, things can get dangerous. 
everyone remembers the Suicide Silence episode. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, my ticket home. Let me let me put this out there. Did Putney produce it? Did Ooh, Putney have anything to do with it? The Man of Fire. The Man of Fire. Putney produced, I believe, 18 albums last year. Wow. He posted on his Instagram all the album covers of all the albums he worked on last year. And I believe it was 18. And the dude... The dude produced so many killer records, two of which were on my best of the year list. Um, the Night Versus record he did that was all instrumental and the uh, Vane Error Zone album, which is kind of new metal and kind of everything else as well. So, yeah, Putney is um, Putney crushed it in 2018. Uh, Putney did not produce this album. Who so did? Uh, Chris Crummett, Eric Ron and Tyler Scout Accord. Uh it was I I don't know. Let me see. Let me see what this dude's deal is. While she's doing that, and I don't yeah. know how I got this right, but it is right. Chuck, the Incubus head. Chuck is the okay because it's uh, Brandon Boyd's father, who what? was who was also the Marlboro Man. Uh, I whoa! What really? What? Yeah. Oh! Oh my God! How did we? I don't know wow. how we've done two Incubus records and we've never come across the fact that Brandon Boyd's father, Chuck, was well, one of the Marlboro men. You know what? I mean, think about think about Brandon Boyd and what he's into. That is probably not something that he brags about. That strikes me as I mean, that may maybe defines how he ended up the way he did. He's like, I'm not Marlboro man, that's not for me. It's not who I am. I'm cutting the sleeves off my shirt and I'm getting deep into myself anyway jenny what else did you find uh so it doesn't look like he's produced a great deal that i am familiar with but he did uh looks like he mastered the night versus album into the vanishing light Ooh. um all of this sounds like shit that would be on a festival lineup that i'd be like what when does botch play (laughs) (laughs) uh he produced uh night versus ep um yeah all of this stuff none of which artifacts perio arms like yours man overboard i've heard of that uh i've heard of that (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i want to see american football when are they playing (laughs) oh gosh american (laughs) the devil wears prada i've heard of that i've heard of them yeah uh yeah Uh, i don't know this this all sounds like shit that yeah is probably good but not for me yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, yeah, getting doing something newer is always a little strewn with possible calamity. Well, so. genre tag is new oh. metalcore, so oh okay. So it's something to consider, and I really like the album art. So oh, ooh, I like the art. Okay, uh, cool. All right, Thank cool. You. AC says, whoever said In Flames cover of Land of Confusion is superior to anything is nuttier than squirrel shit. That cover is terrible. Straight up is definitely canon worthy. What happened to Lynn was a tragedy. Got some insight on him from Mike Dolling on Talk To Me. Solid app. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, AC. And over on Instagram, Brendan G. Young said, I first heard Snot when I saw them on OzFest 98. I was enthralled by Lynn's energy and charisma and became an instant fan. 
Just six months later, he was gone. I bought Straight Up on release day and was severely disappointed. The music seemed generic and mediocre. The vocals and lyrics felt rushed and cheesy. Then there was the ferocity of Absent and the production by The Angel. Knowing what could have been, but was taken from the world prematurely, I felt cheated and mad and have hated this album for the past 18 years. Wow. After listening to the episode with you guys going into this album with fresh ears who aren't jaded, angsty 20-year-olds, you have given me a newfound appreciation for Straight Up, and I'm happy that it has earned a spot in the canon. Thanks. Changing minds, changing hearts. That's why we've said it a million times. Our listeners are the best. They are. Not not because you agreed with us, which I enjoy, but... <laughs> Love that. But just because people are willing to say, you know what, I had really strong feelings about this. I'll give it another listen with fresh ears. I really appreciate that. I think that's wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who was tweeting, Facebook, and keep on tweeting, saying hello. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, catch up on every episode of Roach Coach at roachcoach.com, coach with a K. Uh, get acquainted with some of those old classic apps, um, like that Machine Head one, where we just talked about how much of a real man Rob Flynn was <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> you really <Yeah>. did. <laughs> I don't regret a minute of it. <laughs> and also a bonus secret producer on that record. That's yeah. right. Our secret producer on that episode. Yeah, that's right. I was in Hawaii. All right. The album of the week, www.pitchshifter.com by Pitch Shifter. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on April 7th, 1998. Oh. Whoa. That is getting the party started. Getting the party started. Um, Jenny, any history with Pitch Shifter? Um, no, I knew the name. I'd seen uh, Pitch Shifter albums probably in the used bin, I'd have to guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find out, and we'll get to it, one of the songs on this record sounded incredibly familiar to me, but I wasn't sure where I knew it from. Once I did a little research, I realized it was on the soundtrack <laughs> that... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was familiar with. So um, <laughs> that's that's really it, though. I didn't I hadn't listened to them uh, to my knowledge before recording this. Lauren, how about you? Um, So I knew about these guys because I knew of one song in this album and I had a similar situation as you, Jenny. But I thought I knew it from a sampler CD that I got when I bought a pair of jeans right before my senior year of college that gave me a CD at I think JC Penny or something. It was called Brainwaves. And I looked it up because I was like, I'm certain that's where I know this from. And it was the fucking Mandela effect not on this thing. It's got filter, it's got video drone, it's got Chibo Motto, it's got flaming lips, but it does not have pitch shifter. And so I was like, how do I know this song? And I think it's like you, it's from the soundtrack that we will get to. Um, and I definitely was familiar with this album cover. I had seen it around and about. Matt Nas, History with Pitch Shifter. Yeah, they're an industrial band, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a little familiar with them. I never owned this record, but I, I've heard, I've definitely heard songs off of it. Um, and so we are doing this record as it had been heavily requested. It is in both uh, the... Joel McIver, New Metal, the new next generation of rock and punk book, and is also they're also featured in New Metal Resurgence by Matt Carp. 
Um, so they are considered by many to be a new metal band. Uh, genre tags, though, Jenny, what do we got? We have industrial rock, drum and bass, oh. Matt Noss's bread and butter. <laughs> this is yeah. a tasty treat We're just throwing for me. you a bone this week, Matt. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jenny, who's in Pitch Shifter? Oh, my God. Well, wouldn't you like to know? Um, yes. <laughs> That's what I tell you every week. Uh, J.S. Clayton, we have on lead vocals, beats, riffs, and programming. We've got Mark Clayton on bass and sampler. Jim Davies on lead and rhythm guitar. Johnny Carter on lead, rhythm, guitar, and programming. And D. Walters, live drums and percussion. So this album art is very much in that late i mean it really it, it fits in with that mid 90s yeah um like the 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 50s everything's great you know but, but something underneath is wrong everything <laughs> you know about suburbia just burrow down on un- underneath those beautiful manicured lawns hey kid have you ever seen the video for black hole sun <laughs> we made an album cover out of it yeah, this is, it looks like uh, some sort of a 50s ad, but uh, it's it's it what I would assume to be parents and some twin babies, but they're all kind of melting, and you see what looks to be just some, like, scattered code? <laughs> yeah, it's standard code. Yeah, you see, like, alt, you know, It's very removed. MTV yeah. OS. Yeah. It's just, like... It's, html it is it is actually just html like in on the inside that's what is in the back it's just html <laughs> well it's www.pitchsifter.com so, in 98 all the web was was html really the the album title was meant to be sort of like a joke or a novelty because at that time like it wasn't super common to have a website so it was like meant to almost I think it's like almost meant to be like a dystopic or something like that. I think really? so. Really? Yeah. Well what's funny is in I'll just read the section. One second. In uh Joel McIver's book, when he refers to the album title, he says, um uh yeah, he says the uh, the title, now a little obsolete as high-tech concepts go, was novel at the time, and the concept of pitch shifter as cyber gorillas rapidly spread. And this book is 2001, 2002, and they're already saying that this was – it's already dated in not four years later. The the so. shift, if I recall correctly, happened very quickly. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if I'm not wrong, I think Megadeth may have been the first band to have – a website that feels uh, like something that someone told me that isn't true yeah, but i feel I like it was i feel like it was either david byrne or bowie mm. I feel like back bowie. had one way before a lot of people picked up on it i feel like bowie had something early on because he had all those techno technologically influenced records in the 90s that were pretty bad um that all seemed to be built around like the internet and then obviously the greatest slash worst internet album, Billy Idol's Cyberpunk. <laughs> um, so Jenny, oh yeah, sorry, well, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, this is like a total. It, it was like Megadeth, Arizona, right? That was like some first. I don't know. I have to look. I have to figure this out. 
because uh, it was like early. It was like mid nineties. I don't know. I'm gonna look into this. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll get on the case. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, producer on this record, Machine. Oh yeah. Oh, he's back. Old he's back. Machine. Uh, AKA Gene Freeman. Um, for those who don't remember, some of Machine's uh, previous work includes Clutch, oh, Head yeah. PE Broke, White Zombie, Cold Chamber featuring Ozzy Osbourne, Shock the Monkey. Okay. He mixed that one. Oof. And uh, King Crimson, The Power to Believe. And people who really, really know, know that our boy, Mr. Putney, is a disciple of Machine. Whoa! I did not know that. Yeah, he started working with Machine. Wow. Well, I've got a quote from Machine in the book here. Um, they were the, in uh, the, um, the Joe McIver book. He's referred to as a hip-hop producer, which is interesting. And uh, he said at the time, the aim was to make the sickest, most ultimate guitar dance music crossover record imaginable. An objective which most would agree was achieved. Other things to note about these liner notes and the CD itself is that the CD is made to look like a floppy disk, if you remember those, and it has written on it, as if in Sharpie, the the name of the album, www.pitchshifter.com, but then above it, scribbled out, they wrote, self-replicating virus. <laughs> Don't put and, it in there. And then on the back, Jenny, we got to talk about this back pick here. I believe this is our boy JS. And I believe he is stage diving, crowd serving, and he appears to be nude. Oh. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> he looks pretty happy. He looks thrilled. I oh, mean, he's people in. have their hands up. They're ready to to high-five him. They're so excited to be at the Pitch Shifter show. Um, yeah. So uh, this was a big thrift. Picked up this album from Glenn the Bookseller for a sweet $3.44. Wow. That's a great thrift. It is. Well, I think we've covered just about everything in regards to this album, its creation, who's in the band. I think it's time we dive on in. All right, let's do it. First track is called Microwaved. I'm excited. All right, all right.
All right. That's a pretty hot open. Jenny, thoughts on Microwaved? Um, I liked it. I definitely, I I usually listen to the albums before I research them, so I hadn't seen the genre tags or anything, but I just thought, my first thought was, I bet Matt's going to like this. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, I like it. I didn't think it was new metal, um, no. but it it very much wasn't a surprise. It it matches what the album cover looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I liked it. I didn't think it was new metal, but I did think it was a pretty hot open. What do you think, mm-hmm. Lauren? I think the thing that really separates it from not being new metal is the fact that they use this drum machine and these just fast drum beats. I feel like there's a lot of elements that are familiar to new metal, but the decision to not use real drum is what basically takes it right out and doesn't make it new metal. Um, my first thought listening to it was Atari Teenage Riot and Prodigy. Um, although, Matt, I don't know your thoughts on Atari Teenage Riot, but I'd heard them on on the Spawn soundtrack where they worked with Slayer, and I thought it was amazing, so I went and bought an album. I did one of those oh, moves. You fool! I was a fucking dummy. It was <laughs> unlistenable. It's it rough. Was, it's so bad. I don't. Did you get Burn you- Berlin Burn? No, I got, I think I got like a more, like, I think it was, it would have been like 97, 98, so it would have been after that one. But yeah, it was um, super terrible. Uh, This is much, 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 much better. um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is listenable. I have to be in a very specific mood to hear Atari Teenage Riot. I mean, all other music must not be available to you. (laughs) I think that's that's how you like Well, like, if I want chaos, I'll listen to them. But yeah, it's rare. Yeah, the content of the song seems to be about the entrenched racism in British life, which is still relevant. Brexit, anybody? Ring, ring. Uh, Hello, Brexit. Yep. Is that you? Hello, Theresa May. (laughs) Wake (laughs) up, sheeple. (laughs) Pitch Shifter's got your number. Song meanings. I I said two things that are... when. When I went uh, relatively British, no. When I went to to London, I went into one of the coffee shops there, and you know how they'll have like places will have tip jars, like which which is like better, which do you, which is worse? Put your money in here. But it was like which is worse, Theresa May or is that her name? Yeah, Theresa May or Donald Trump. And I was just like, hmm. So I know she's bad. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, songmeetings.com. We've got a lot of people who all agree that the song is amazing and must be downloaded immediately. This is another call to action. I always love it. We Every now and again, we come across an album or come across a band where all the people are just like, you need to download this song right fucking now. What are you doing? Download this song. One comment I really wanted to mention, commenter all on black 666 said, amazing. LOL, I got into these guys from my school TA. I had a stroke, and he looks after me and stuff. Okay. He lent me Deviant, PitchShifter.com, and PSI, and this is my fave, after Genius, by the way, about the stroke, if you care, getting much better, can walk, arms better, had brain hemorrhage too, natural, and last operation is next week, gamma knife, radio surgery in Sheffield. Anyway, that's my life story. LOL. (laughs) Wow. I would say normally somebody would mention something like that and they would give us no follow-up like that guy who mentioned his girlfriend brought no follow-up on the girlfriend this guy was like here's everything that's going on with my stroke that i offhandedly mentioned glad that he's doing all right all right 
Well, that's good news. Let's keep going. Uh, up next, we've got Second Hand. Man, now he's dancing. You did not like that one? You know, um, I have rarely had times in my life where I was like, man, I'd rather be listening to The Prodigy. Um, but that was just one of them. Uh, wow. Whoa. Um, I wanted to hear The Prodigy instead of that. Um, I liked it when the guitars kicked in. I, I wish it were more of that. I don't mind breakbeats. I, I don't mind that they're using the amen break beat like it's the only beat that exists well in the that's world. good <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that you're okay with that because we got a few more tracks to go <laughs> but no I, I it's so funny because it's like i i'm two songs into this and i'm like i like this i would have really really liked this back in the day i 100 percent know that i'm surprised none of my friends glommed on to this and we're like you need to hear this but I don't know. We were into different things. Yeah. I, I definitely got the um, Prodigy vibe. I felt these were very Keith Flint sounding vocals. Um, yep. Uh, song is about previous generations giving the, the, the young generation hand-me-downs. Once again, still relevant. Um, also not new metal. Channing, thoughts on this one? Definitely not new metal. Uh, I liked it. The first time I listened to it was the first part of a Christgau challenge, which uh, if anybody doesn't know what a Christgau challenge is, uh, we do three listens. It is one listen over speakers, one listen with headphones, and one listen while doing some sort of physical activity, be it chores or working out. Uh, I was on the elliptical because new year, new me. Um, And this was great for that. Uh, But then I listened to it just hanging out, just like working. And I was like, God, no, 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 not this one. Uh, so I I think that if I had heard this when I was in eighth grade, I would have loved it. Mm. Um, I liked it when I was working out. Uh, but yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm just not so sure. I, I prefer the first track. Um, mm. So right. yeah, a little samey there. Uh, 
All right. Well, let's keep going. You know, we have to. Um, so up next, I'm not, I'm not dreading it. <laughs> it I, is our thing. <laughs> yeah, it is the thing where we go through each track. Uh, up next, we've got Genius. I uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I loved that part. I was like, this it is, took him too long to get there. But it takes a very long time because he's just repeating the same lines over and over again. But then when he gets there, he screams it, and then he distorts it with all those effects. And I was like, this is this is how it's done right here. Jenny, what would you think of this one? I liked this song a lot, and I'd heard it before. <gasps> Where? 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 You in the movie Mortal Kombat Annihilation? <laughs> there we go, baby. Yes. That's right. Let me tell you a story about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I am all ready for this. <laughs> Set up a lunch. We're <laughs> having a date. That's, it's that's actually a... not that good. <laughs> oh, but uh, when Sweet Mitchell was living in New York, it was on like Netflix. And we we're like, sweet, let's watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So we were like, awesome, right? We watched like half of it. We started dozing off. We were like, oh. We'll finish it tomorrow. We wake up in the morning. We, of course, first thing we're like, we gotta finish Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It's off of Netflix. Off of Netflix. <laughs> oh no! We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> How dare you? So we didn't finish it that time. I mean, I'd seen it several times. This is on the soundtrack, and and when I realized that, I was like, yes, this is exactly what this is. This is background music to some like highly physical activity it's yeah. perfect for that absolutely so um this is a chase scene in hackers yep. yeah this yeah. is they couldn't get junkie xl so they got the boys yeah. in pitch shifter yeah well, this they, yeah. oh sorry, go, go ahead, ahead. i was go. gonna say these synth lasers they do up top very crystal method I was like, going to say that. Like, they basically went to their house and were like, can we borrow these real quick? We got a quick track. We'll get we'll bring them back. Because we this is them. in that sweet pocket of when they were like, Electronica's the next thing. <sighs> Man, I was so all in on that. Chemical Brothers, Fatboy Slim, Crystal Method. I had all those records. I was like, let's do it. Let's make it, make it mainstream. I'm and ready. Then, Prodigy. And then the world went, meh, maybe not. I remember I played Block Rock and Beats for somebody at a party, and I thought it was going to rule, and it did not. 
<laughs> Win the room over. That's you hate. Which, I, you hate to hear that. And uh, and I realized, you know what? I just gotta. I just gotta go uh, across the sea to England and uh, go to a rave, and I'm sure I'll be fine. I gotta um, go to yeah. Ibiza. Yeah, I gotta go to Ibiza and uh, play them some Chemical Brothers. I gotta pick up a copy of Mix Mag. There have been so many times that I have showed something to somebody, expecting them to be like. Fuck yeah. And they were just like, cool. Uh, cool. And then I just want to go across the sea to wherever is far away from that situation. Just want to go to Ibiza? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, does this song make JS eligible for the genius list? I don't think so. Right, because he, he's saying if if it's because of these dumb things, I'm great right. that I'm mm-hmm. a genius. Right. I do want to, we haven't talked about this. I want to pitch it to you guys right now. What if this chorus is the theme song of the genius list? Sure. Done. All right. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) There it is. All right. Well, that was a momentous decision here on the Roach Coach podcast. Uh, Up next, we've got the song Civilized. Prowler. Hey, hey Prowler. what's up? Just uh, I heard a funky bass line. <laughs> See you later. Oh, he got oh. scared. He got he scampered right on. What the fuck is happening? I don't understand. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt your <laughs> dinner. Please explain again. This very much sounds like, hey, norms. Hey, over there in your pleated khakis and your button-ups, we're a couple of weirdos over here. We're going balls out. I'm standing on a table right now. What does that do to your fucking normal ass mind? It's just somebody flicking their tongue in and out, moving their head back and forth. <laughs> What's that snake man doing? Uh, I will I will mention it does have a good drop into a hook. That is not too bad, but you got to get through all that other shit. I don't. I really believe that this is a good album if you're doing things. Um, but just sitting here listening to it, it's, it's a little tough. Yeah, it's it's a, it's just a little, it's a little samey. Yeah, it's it's very hard to listen to like in a car. I did a car listen, and I was like, I, I it was really beating me down a little bit. And then I did, yeah, I did a headphone listen, and I was like, oh, here's where it, here's its normal habitat. This okay. is where this record shines. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the hook on it. I also wrote in my notes, beeps and boops. Oh Massive. yeah, yeah, it is a bloopy boy. The, this is a bloopy, this is a bloopy album for yeah. sure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got subject to status. get crowds moving at a festival yeah i thought this one was pretty killer yeah i like this song a lot these songs all remind me of like someone running down a crowded street in a movie and like stealing a purse like some like like shrimpy ruffian dude with like a a shaved head who just Mm -hmm. like steals someone's purse like goes into like his co-op like runs in <laughs> into his little shack room not like the basketball player shack but like a, oh, a but that would be great <laughs> yeah. oh yeah this whole room just floor to ceiling <laughs> shack posters this movie's got layers <laughs> it does um uh over on sunday uh, what you think com- of the movie eh, it was okay but i love the shack room <laughs> <laughs> Nice touch. Wish Never the movie around it. it was better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Sawmeanies.com, Harry Manback. Oh, back. hello. He says that the song is anti-organized religion, which uh, if you're pitch shifter, you got to have at least one of those. You know, you're in the studio with the machine. You're like, I got my anti-establishment track. You know, I'm going to wake some sheeple up. And then he goes, hey, JS? Yeah. It's Machine. Hi. Um, have, do you have an anti-organized religion song on the album yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Is that going to be a I problem? I, I ain't finishing this record without one. So get cracking on your anti-religion song or I'm walking. Yes, sir, Machine, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry to get so intense. That's no problem. Also, please... Remind everybody that I am British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You are British, but you're, you're being really nice. You're doing the Christian Bale. You're talking to me in an American accent, so I don't get confused. That's exactly right. Uh, all right. Up next is W-Y-S-I-W-Y-G. WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. <laughs> we did it. Oh, 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 
That's a hot one. That's a real hot one. This is the closest I think they get to new metal, really, on the whole album. There's a bit around 2.15. There's a new metal-ish part with some chug. Uh, that And there's other parts that remind me of the Fear Factory remix album. Um, so, Want to hear that chug? Yeah, sure. All right. Jenny, what'd you think of WYSIWYG? I liked it a lot. I agree. Uh, when I heard that chug, I was like, maybe. <laughs> I still don't think it was a new metal song, uh, but I liked it a lot. I liked mm-hmm. the guitar. I like the guitars on this album quite a bit. So, perfect timing. We did Thank not plan you. this. Perfect, you brought that up. So, I am perfect. You're perfect. You're perfect. Thank the guitarist you. on this album is Jim Davies. And went over, Jim Davies is the former live and studio guitarist for The Prodigy. So, basically, they, um, yeah, he played on Firestarter and Breathe. Well, no wonder I like it. And Total Guitar in 2010 voted Davies' Firestarter riff one of the top ten guitar riffs of all time. Citation needed, but I believe I believe it because it's a hot riff. And doing this deep dive into Jim Davies' discography, I found that he worked on the never-released uh, Prodigy frontman Keith Flint solo album called Flint. supposed to come out in 2002. This thing was done, is ready to go, and then they just cancel it, and the band breaks up. But this album was done. I'm talking album art. I'm talking everything. Never comes out. And then I was like, is it findable? I dug around. It was very hard to find in comparison to how easy it is to find some things on the internet. I did find a copy of it. Um, and the there's I found a message board also that talked about it. And they were like, why was the album canceled? And this guy's like, take a listen. You'll know. And I was like, oof. It's literally just Keith Flint singing over rock tracks that are a little punkish, a little serrated. It was not even close. I wouldn't I don't even think it was bad. Like it was not even close to being like some terrible thing. Like I I don't know. It's a it's a mystery. Why was it canceled? Ugh, get Detective Pikachu on the case. Right? Pika Pika. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know anything about Pokemon. Uh anyway. How do you live? How do I live? Charizard. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) 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 All right. Up next, we got a song called Please, Sir.
this has one of my favorite lyrics. Oh, please. Uh, well, there's an opening. Well, I, I guess I'll give you the setup, too. Please, sir, tell me why there's so much vagrancy. Layabouts. Get a job. Well, there's an opening for a part-time Unabomber. Woo! Part-time. Uh, sorry, no bennies. I, sorry, I can't Unabomb full-time. I yeah. can give you 20 hours a week tops for Unabombing, but otherwise I am busy yeah, with my Etsy store. Part-time Unabomber. I still have uh, time for my passions. <laughs> I just blow things up because it's my job. Uh, I really like making God's eyes. Really? Yeah. Huge ones. Huge God's eyes? If I could make two trees and just wrap string around it, I would. But uh, as of now, part-time Unabomb really, really slows me down. Now, uh, I have a quick question for you. Are sure. you afraid of being found out because you are saying that you're a part-time Unabomber? Nah, you can't prosecute someone who's just part-time. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yep, it's in my contract. Yeah, it's he doesn't get health insurance, and nope. also you cannot prosecute him because he's part time. No bennies, no prosecution, <laughs> right. no four hundred one k, no clink. So, are you getting paid at all? No, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> this is what? basically like, a, are you just an intern Unabomber? Yes. Oh, okay. Just learning this is the why ropes. Le- who, well, who's teaching you? The Unabomber. The Unabomber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I don't okay. know his name. Unfortunately, it, uh, <laughs> I don't remember because all is I'm it, thinking is... Is it Ted Kaczynski? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Unabomber. Ted's a nice guy. <laughs> and, and a hush falls over the podcast. Indeed. Uh, well. um, I, I want to say this riff was very alt-rock sounding to me. Reminded me of something that like Bush would use on like a later album. Yeah. Um, but then it gets overloaded by all of the drums and the bass. Sometimes you're like, if this was a real drummer, he would have at least 14 hands. That's crazy. All these drums getting hit all at once. Um, once again, a pushback against leaders, religion, and the status quo. Here we go. That's it. I see a thing. All right. Up next, we've got Disposable. this one um it's uh the uh, acoustic guitar manipulation i mean there are at least uh a year or so maybe a couple years early from when basement jacks would basically base their entire sound off of that type of acoustic guitar manipulation and obviously in 2002 uh the neptunes took it to pop heights on justin timberlake's justified um so it was interesting to hear it pop up here and i was like pitch shifter 
innovators? Apparently so. Machine, man with mission. It all adds up. We're not good at math over here, but this adds up. I refuse Jenny. to do math. I know. Uh, this is a song that would have made me mad when I was listening to it in my car because I would have thought that it was skipping. <laughs> this reminds me of <laughs> problems from a simpler time. Ah, uh, yes. The, the Scratch CD. Uh, anybody else? Did anybody else have anything to say about this one? <laughs> anybody no? else? Me? No? Ro- I'm Matt, good. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, up next, a better lie. Trademark. Entering that apex twin. Let's be real, you guys. They do a better lie live. It it rocks. It, it it crushes. There's no way this song does. I mean, this this feels. I mean, they're doing dive bomb guitars in there. This thing, this thing's killer. What'd you guys think? I thought it was very reminiscent of "Come to Daddy," uh, Apex Twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was like, "What? Come to Daddy?" Ah, uh, what I say to my daughter all the time. Whom? Whom? Uh, by the Apex Twin. Um. I like it. I mean, I like it. I like I like these sounds. Um, uh, a little confused by the chorus on this one. Um, kind of takes a break from the aggression of the of the verses. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Jenny, the guitars reminded me of sleigh bells a little bit. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I've never seen the movie Train Spotting, but this song reminds me of what I have come to believe Train Spotting <laughs> is in my mind. A note that is helpful to nobody but me, and not even really to me. But that's what I thought about this song. Uh, and that is it. Up next, we have Isn't It. You did it. Thank you. So Matt, this is basically an instrumental track. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, and um, Cribs some moves from Apex Twin has kind of a killer drop in the back half. Jenny, thoughts on In It? I agree. No, I don't have any thoughts on In It. It is instrumental. I was like, okay. At this point in that album, I was like, okay, this is like. I feel this like this is the album. I can't. 
I feel like I don't know enough about industrial music to be enough of like a connoisseur to like differentiate mm-hmm. well enough. Right. Yeah. Probably uh, yeah. how like lots of metal sounds. If so, if you don't listen to like a lot of different kinds of metal, it probably all just how can you really differentiate? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would say that I'm like this seems fine. I don't know if this is top tier, mid tier, low tier. I mean, I know I didn't like it as much as Prodigy. Uh, that was pretty much across the board through the whole album. The thing is, I mean, the only thing that takes it into industrial is is the guitar. And really, it pushes them more towards the Prodigy than it does towards Ministry. Like, nothing on here. There's no... There's none of the samples or the tropes that I expect in my industrial metal. Like, when you listen to Fear Factory, you know... They may not be they they do new metal with industrial together and they're but there's still like tenants of industrial in it. Like they're sampling, there's like warehouse sounds, things yep. along mm-hmm. uh, things along yep. those lines. When I hear this, the production is so clean. Um, it really has that late nineties almost sterile feeling to to the production where it's like and a lot of that was just the limitation of you know, doing everything in computers. It just all sounds flat, like sterile. It's the guitar. That, the guitar is the only really super alive aspect of this record to me. Yeah, um, it, yeah, that's the only thing that really would grab my ear on my listens was they drop a riff in there. And sometimes I'd be like, don't chop it up. Just let it breathe. Let that riff happen. But yeah, but that's not their, that's not their move. That's not their MO. Yeah, but it, it's not. it's not like hardcore industrial to me like i don't i don't feel like i can see why this one gets put into the new metal bucket because it's kind of like exactly what that period of time is which is super confused Mm -hmm. where it's like it's it's not metal it's not quite industrial well maybe it's new metal okay Yeah. yeah all right Well, let's keep going here. Up next is What's In It For Me. This one felt very of its time. This felt very 1998. It felt like the Blade soundtrack. Um, that's what this sounded like to me. 
Um, the guitar drop was uh, kind of new metal, but once again, still kind of chopped up. Um, I mean, these guys, they just want to rock, but they also want to dance. And that is, you know, a very precise alchemy that is very hard to pull off perfectly. Jenny? Uh, yeah, at this point in the album, I'm like, I get it. It's all the same. Yeah. It's yeah. all the same. And uh, it's not for me. I'm done with it. I don't hate it. I'm just done with it. I understand. Matt? Yeah, I I like it. I, but at the same time, I would probably cut three tracks off this record. Oh, yeah. I, I would tighten this thing up a lot and just get to it a lot faster. I cut some of these intros. Again, like, it just kind of has that it feels like it takes forever to get where it's going. And then when it gets there, you're like, yeah, I knew this was where we were going to be. <laughs> so, so please just get me there faster. Dad, stop driving circles around Burger King. I know that's where we're getting dinner. <laughs> this Uber took us around the block <laughs> twice. Uh, do you have more, Lauren? No, I do not. Okay. Well, the next song is called I Don't Like It. message of this song is new metal as fuck yes <laughs> like the song itself not really but i don't care i don't like it been there man been there once again i think we should start making it the the you're grounded in your room playlist this is another song for it man my parents sent me to my room and i'm pissed i put don't, on, don't like, like it. it i think that you could replace all the lyrics of the song with pee pee poo poo <laughs> it just reminds me of like a disgruntled toddler or something yeah oh the tone I'm, the oh, tone and the message i'm in the middle of it right now baby yeah. the, the the uh troublesome threes whatever it is this little boy's out of control all right he We're doesn't having... like it oh you he doesn't want to play him do the song yeah, yeah i'm like i found your song this is your track right here and he's like no put on pj mass for the millionth time which is its own podcast oh jesus <laughs> um what do you, any other thoughts on i don't like it no uh, how respectful of our time is this record uh this album comes in at 51 minutes and 50 seconds yeah still cutting two songs off this this bad boy at least at least all right up next uh we have 
for all intents and purposes, the last song of the record. Yeah. Uh, this is a bad boy known as ZX81. Get it? You get really? it. Really? It's and this is what like six minutes long, right? It's a seven and a half minutes long. There, yeah. Wow. It's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you get an instrumental right out. I wrote doesn't do much and it's too long. I stand by that. I think that's about right. Um, there is one more track. Uh, it's called Free Samples. Guess what it is? Yeah. Um, so. So from the liner notes, um, they said 53, 50 free PSI samples for you to steal and use in your own music. Make sure you copy them for your friends. We only ask that you credit Pitch Shifter by name on any tunes released containing any of these samples. A message to other bands. Why don't you give some samples away on your next LP? All right. All right. I can get behind that spirit. Give them back to the people. That's the album. That's it. Wow. So I guess it's time that we have some canon talk. Does it go in the canon? Does Jenny, it go in the canon? <laughs> Jenny, why don't you start? Uh, you know what? I actually did like this record overall. It's a little samey. I think if you're, when I was on the elliptical, this was great. I was like, perfect. I love this. Um, I, I guess not so much for me when I'm not doing anything right now. Um, it did get to be a little samey. I agree. I would probably cut four songs from this, cut down those intros. If we can get this down to a tight 30, 35 minutes, I think this would be a pretty great record. Yeah. Um, it's not new metal. The, the closest thing we got to new metal was the chug, and it was very brief. Um, so I would say no, it doesn't go in the canon, but it was it was it was a treat to listen to. I, I wasn't pissed off that I was listening to it. Lauren, what do you think? Uh yeah, I wrote not a bad album, but it's very repetitive. Um straddles the line of dance and hard rock too much to really appeal to either audience. Um I guess this was their biggest selling record um in the United States. It sold sixty thousand copies and they uh that was deemed you know very positive and they sent him back in the studio and said make a follow-up and the follow-up only sold 33 and that was that um but um yeah you know not new metal um definitely a lot of good songs better lies pretty killer but yeah nothing nothing for the canon matt Nas. yeah it's it's not going into the canon i liked it i would not go to this record though like, glad I heard it, but it, it kind of, a lot of those records from that time in 98, like that kind of big beat, uh, over-the-top electronica stuff, 
that this falls into. And, and industrial had its place in there as well, even though probably at this point in 98, I had switched over to a little bit more of what um, some would call IDM, intelligent dance music, my friends. Okay. I, knew, I knew we'd get here one day. I knew we'd get to your <laughs> IDM bona fides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like, don't need to dance to it. I just listen. I think to it. I think right. to it. Yeah, your hot job solutions for a small planet, like that type of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. I've heard of those. <laughs> Stop yes. dropping all these names that we know because they are regularly said in our households, please. <laughs> for Garrett Fuller, your X marks the bedwalks. Um, <laughs> so you could just be making shit up and we'd be your, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Your uh-huh. steriles. Um, yeah. It, it would fall into Junkie XL's Saturday Teenage Kick for me, um, which is I liked it for a period of time. And then I was like, why am I listening to this? And I kind of feel like this record would do the same thing where, I, where it has a time and place and it fits it, it. It fits that time and place nicely, but it doesn't have the staying power to make it canon worthy. There it is. There it is. Uh, thank you for whoever submitted Pitch Shifter. We appreciate it, uh, but not in the canon. Better luck next time. I and, have something uh, to tell both of you. Why? Oh, boy. So, as promised, I did a little Megadeth research. <laughs> oh. And I did find that uh, Megadeth Arizona was indeed the first ever band website. It was launched in 1994. It's also the first time a band had a chat room. Uh, it was all like Dave Mustaine would get on there and chat with people. Uh, there's a pretty interesting medium article on it. If you just Google, uh, what was Megadeth Arizona? Um, the person who actually pitched it to Capitol records in 1994 wrote a really interesting write up about it. Hmm. Uh, it was the first case of something going viral. There was this like a uh, postcard that you could send. What? It's super wow. interesting. Yeah. They also talk about one of the first, uh, things was you could get like a, a bc boys like wallpaper for your computer that they'd send you on like a floppy disk it looks like wow. so um Whoa. i will send that uh yeah if you just google what the hell was megadeth arizona i found super it. interesting yeah uh check it out this is very cool not on the canon but good job megadeth good for you <laughs> good for you good for you uh, and that does bring us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an each uh, send us an each mail. How about an email <laughs> or an each mail? Oh, or an each, each mail. mail. <laughs> each mail. Uh, Roach Coach Podcast at Gmail dot com. Of course, Coach with a K. And catch up on all the Roach Coach fun at RoachCoach dot com. And you know what? New Year, New You. Right. We're still in the thick of that. Why not get yourself a nice Roach Coach tea? Available in the store section, roachcoach.com. It's it's so nice to wear and just let people know 2019 is for me and the coach. It's the year of the roach. That's right. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt... Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.